Section 74 of A Fair Mystery. This is a LibreVox recording. All LibreVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibreVox.org. Recording by Gaby Cowan. A Fair Mystery by Bertha M. Clay. Chapter 74 Heaven, save early. August at last said lady linleigh it is the first to-day not long now doris until the ten no not long was the reply everything is ready and waiting at hyde house continued the countess the whole of your trousseau is ready and a more magnificent one was never designed i am more than satisfied with it said the young beauty what time will mattie brace be here lady linleigh about noon i shall send the carriage to the station i will drive my pretty ponies said doris eagerly i have only used them once since papa gave them to me she will be so pleased if i meet her it is well thought of my dear said lady estelle doris do you know what i have done no something kind and nice like yourself i know by the sound of your voice i have ordered a very nice little trousseau for mattie dresses that will not be unsuited to her at home yet will do for her to wear here i shall be so lonely when you are gone that i thought of asking her to remain here i shall miss you so much doris and i shall miss you dear lady linleigh i never thought when you came home to my father's house that i should learn to love you so dearly lady linleigh clasped her arms around the girl's neck tell me one thing she said caressingly do you think i have been as kind to you as your own mother would have been i do not think dear lady linleigh i am quite sure she replied it is an odd fancy of mine said the countess with a wistful smile but i have always been so fond of children i have such a longing to hear a child call me mother doris you will have left me in ten days will you kiss me and say heaven bless you my own mother of course i will heaven bless you my own dear mother you have been one to me you have helped me in every little trouble and perplexity you have been kind to me without ceasing why lady linleigh your face is wet with tears is it darling i feel your going away so much but we must not remain talking here if you wish to drive to the station it is high time the ponies were brought around and i myself wish to see that everything is as she will like it in mattie's room the warmer days of the golden summer had passed away rapidly it was the first of august and the marriage was to be on the tenth so great and entire had been the secrecy preserved that no creature in that vast establishment knew anything at all about it the servants and every one else thought that mattie was simply coming for her yearly visit but that the wedding of their young lady was on the tapis no one for a moment suspected 
lord vivianne had not made a very long stay at linleigh court matters were not very pleasant for him there lady linleigh seemed suddenly to have grown very observant and he found but few opportunities of speaking to doris after his impassioned violent words on that evening she had made no answer the rapture and tenderness had all died from her face a hard fixed look came in her eyes let the words come now she said it will serve him right she pleaded and prayed no more and it was well for him that he could not read the thoughts that were in her mind he poured out such a torrent of passionate words she heard none of them after a time she said i think we have been out quite long enough lord vivianne we will return if you please when they reached the lawn again where the ladies with their attendant cavaliers were enjoying the fair sweet night he suddenly took her right hand and kissed it i shall hope to make this mine one day he said she snatched it from him with sudden violence and it struck the trunk of a tree with such terrible force that he thought she had broken it i will cut my hand off she said if you touch it again he was startled by her vehemence you do indeed hate me dora he said sadly i do indeed was the reply and then they saw lady linleigh walking across the lawn to them my dear doris her ladyship cried what is the matter darling see you have a great stain of blood on your dress and your hand what has happened she took the white hand with its purple bleeding bruise into her own what is the matter doris lord vivianne what is the matter she saw that he looked dreadfully distressed dear lady linleigh it is nothing said lady doris quickly fearing that he would speak i was resting against the gate there and i thought something was on my hand a snake crawled over it a horrible slimy snake and in my hurry i bruised it against the gate that is all but said the countess perplexedly lord vivian was with you oh yes he was there i was there lady linleigh and i am terribly distressed over the accident but lady studley was too quick for me before i could assure her that there was nothing the matter she had flung her hand so violently that i thought she had broken it there was no snake there could not be said the countess i have never heard of any snakes at linleigh give me your hand child what a terrible bruise the countess took her injured hand and gently bound it little dreaming how it had been hurt after that lord vivianne had been very much subdued such an excess of hatred startled him he could not realize it he was half alarmed at the violence of the passion he had evoked still no idea of yielding came to him as he watched her day after day her beauty her grace grew more and more enchanting to him it was not so much love as madness that possessed him 
lie would not have relinquished his hold or have given her up to have saved his life during the remainder of his stay the countess kept keen unwavering watch over him but he had learned his lesson after what he had seen how little she recked of physical pain how careless she was of herself he dared not to venture to tease her he felt that she was quite capable of committing murder if he drove her too far he contented himself by saying to her when he was going it is understood between us then lady studleigh that i return on the twentieth of august for your decision it is quite understood she replied with calm dignity i hope it will be a favourable one to me and i hope my reception will be kinder next time than it has been this you will always be welcomed according to your deserts she replied i hope above all the poor bruised hand will be better when i come again he said with a meaning smile and that you will not find any more snakes in those beautiful moonlit grounds it be as well for the snakes to keep away she said when he went the little current of gaiety that had come with him died away altogether lady linleigh was relieved when he had gone without knowing what to suspect she suspected something she felt like someone walking on the brink of a volcano but when he was gone and a few days had passed without anything happening she felt relieved she had not forgotten the incident of the bruised hand although everything else might be fancy that was not when lord vivian bade the earl good-bye he said i have enjoyed my visit very much lord linleigh so much that if i should return by the same route about the end of august i shall beg permission to repeat it the earl most cordially assured him that he would be welcome and so the bright summer days had worn away to lady doris each one brought a fresh sensation of relief the tent was drawing near lord vivianne was still in utter and profound ignorance of all that was transpiring she would be married and away when he came back how she enjoyed the thought of his discomfiture she laughed aloud as she thought of his impotent anger he may do as he likes then she said i shall be early's wife my fortune will be settled on me and i shall defy him if he tells his story then he will not find many to believe him early will not believe anything against his wife i am sure i must bribe some respectable family to say that i lived with them as governess in florence i shall conquer the difficulty when i am once married to early this was her one haven of refuge her rock her safe harbour from all storms the end which she so ardently desired to gain the one great object in life that she proposed for herself it seemed to her almost be well then 
she had written to mattie asking her to come to linleigh on the first of august but so desirous was she of keeping her own secret that she had not told her what for and she did not tell her until they were driving in the pretty pony carriage back to the court then she was so eager to tell her story that she did not notice how pale the brown face had grown or how the dark eyes looked full of unshed tears so you have sent for me doris to be your bridesmaid said mattie you who might have some of the noblest and highest ladies in the land there would be none that i love like you mattie we were sisters for years you know then mattie was silent for a little time she said to herself at first that if she had known why doris wanted her she would not have gone she would rather have done anything have suffered anything than seen early married then she reproached herself for being selfish and tried to throw all her heart and soul into her sister's plans lady doris wondered why mattie suddenly kissed her face and said heaven bless you my darling i hope you will be very happy i should think doris that you are the happiest girl in all the world yes said doris i think i am and she added to herself bitterly good to heaven i were the countess was more than kind to mattie in her own mind she was always thinking how to pay back to mark brace's daughter the kindness they had shown doris when the two young girls stood together in lady doris's dressing-room she drew off her driving gloves and laid them on the table then for the first time mattie saw the terrible bruise on the white hand she bent down to look at it what have you done to your pretty hand doris she asked what a frightful bruise i knocked it against something was the vague reply but mattie saw the burning flush on her sister's face what a pity now you will be married with a black dreadful-looking bruise on your hand that will not get well in ten days sometimes i think it will never get well at all mattie said lady doris it has been done some weeks already i forget how long mattie kissed the dark skin and lady doris shuddered as she remembered whose lips had rested on that hand before when is early coming she asked and lady doris answered on the eighth he cannot leave london before you have no idea what a famous man he is becoming mattie she was glad to hear it yet the old familiar prayer rose to her lips without knowing why she said to herself heaven save early End of chapter seventy four recording by gabby cowan